today on Gifted Autonomy. We're talking creative empowerment, purpose, and collaboration with your feelings and your concerns. Be gifted. Be enlightened. Be a part of Gifted Autonomy. Welcome to another episode of Gifted Autonomy. So today we have a very special guest joining us who I've known since I believe I was in, in middle school, um, but he's been a family friend for, for years. Um, we have actor and creative extraordinaire, Brandon Evans. He's been featuring a few of our favorite and probably your favorite TV shows and music projects like the show Power. But we'll get into all of that in a moment. So right now, we want to welcome Brandon to the show and jump right into our interview. Hey, Brandon, hey. You can go ahead. I was just say, how you doing? Thank you for having me. We're happy to have you here with us and super excited. So just to kick things off, I know that you grew up in Birmingham and went to, I believe, was it Vestavia High School? I did go to Vestavia. Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. Make sure I got it right. (laughs) And you graduated from UA, correct? Okay. Um, So tell us more about growing up here in Birmingham and, you know, what you wanted to be when you were younger and and all of that good stuff. And and how difficult was it to transition from living in Birmingham to the Big Apple? Uh, You know, to to, to be honest with you, man, growing up in Alabama, it, it was cool, man. Um, I was raised in the West End, you know, so you know, most people know about West End. That, that's considered the hood, you know, but to to be considered, to, to go to Vestavia but still live in West End, that, to me, that was the biggest change, you know what I'm saying? Because you grow up, you go to middle school. I mean, you go to, to elementary school, you're around nothing but black people all the time, every day. And then you go, and then you go to Vestavia, and where every the majority of people is white. So it's, a, it's a, that that was the biggest culture shock to me as a child, and I think that actually prepared me for UA because UA is mostly a white campus, and then going to New York City, you know, what I'm saying because when you deal in, in the real world, you know, a, a lot of times, especially in my industry, you're dealing with, with with white people. That's just the reality of it. Yeah, and um. So, so Alabama prepared me that in so many ways. Um, Vestavia prepared me for University of Alabama. So when I got the, when I got the University of Alabama, I, I wasn't it was no it was no culture shock because I was just used to seeing different uh, cultures and different uh, nationalities. So, so when you go to New York, that's amplified by ten times. So now you got so many cultures: Spanish, Chinese, Asian, white, black. Dominic, like it's, it's so many coaches in New York, so it was it was actually just uh, different tiers of life, to be honest with you, and, and it, it was actually a, a really a really good structure for me. Looking back on hindsight, it was really good for me that I, I had that culture shock early, growing up in Alabama. Yeah. So, what pushed you to make that move to New York? Like, what what were the steps toward that? 
Well, you know, in, in high school, you know, I, you know, I was a typical hood dude, man. I, I played sports, and I, you know, I wanted to go to NFL, NBA. I just wanted to 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 make it. You know, what I'm saying I just wanted to make it. I wanted to have a bunch of money and just and live life to the fullest. You know, what I'm saying. But when when things doesn't don't go quite your way, that that hunger and that urge and that want it doesn't go away. So what I had to do was uh, repackage and uh, redirect my energy. So I always had the, the work ethic and I always had the, the attitude to to try to do things that's out of the ordinary, but I had to find a new um, focus. And, and, and that was the big thing about going to Alabama, I mean, going moving to New York. So I was down here. I had just graduated from University of Alabama. I was personal training, so fitness was always been a part of my life, but I was doing fitness. I was delivering pizzas. I used to work at a check cashing place. Like, you know, I was I was doing a whole bunch of nothing, to be honest with you. And and and, the, and, and I still had this hunger to be, you know, some I, I wanted to be somebody. I mean, let's be honest, I just wanted to be somebody and I wanted to be excited about who I was. And 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 I saw it as an opportunity, like, man, let me if I, if if my life is gonna suck, let it suck in an environment where my ceiling is high. Mm. Yeah, mm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's so dope. You know what I'm saying? So, so Alabama, I, 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 if you're not, you know, let's let's be honest. If you're not playing for the University of Alabama, the University of Auburn, it's hard to really capture that that stardom here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could be like a club promoter or something like that. You could be a hood star, but but you, but you still want your life to be good. You still want to be able to to look back and be like, man, I did that. You know what I'm saying? So. So when I moved to New York, man, I, I honestly I didn't have nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose. Like I, I could deliver pieces anywhere. I can I can work at any cash check, but I can personal train anywhere. So let's go somewhere where while I'm doing that, I'm also building opportunities. And that's what it was. Yeah, man, that's dope, man. Uh what inspired you to get into acting? Being from Alabama, what inspired you? And also what excites you the most about acting? So I'm going to be honest with you. Um, my first, I would say my first seven years in New York, I was strictly modeling. I was strictly modeling. And um, and what happened was I promised myself when I moved to New York, I would try everything I ever wanted to do. Right. So what happened was if you model in New York, acting opportunities are going to come across your table. That's just the that's just the reality of it, right? And then I used to go into these auditions. I used to suck, and I hate I hate sucking that stuff. Yeah. So so I started taking classes, and and I just kind of took it as a challenge to do it. Like I always wanted to be I, I always wanted to be an actor, but you know you never think you're gonna be one. Like it's it's like with anything. Like like yeah, I, I want to be Denzel, but you ain't gonna be Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you but you admire his work, you admire Will Smith's work, you admire you know, people work, you know what I'm saying? So so uh what happened was it's one particular cast, I'll never forget it. It was looking for a guy who was between twenty-five and thirty, uh, in shape with a southern accent. And I'm like, hey, this is me. This they want me and and the guy, when he met me, he was so excited. Like, when he heard my voice, he saw my look. He was so excited, and I couldn't act. Like, like I couldn't I couldn't even be myself. Like, that's how bad of an actor I was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, 
and 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 after that, literally after that audition, I started taking acting classes and stuff like that, and, and just kind of got better at it. You know, I, I'm you know I'm still far from where I want to be, but I feel like I'm definitely on the right right path. Mm. So, so uh, how did your family and friends react to you wanting to uh, pursue your dreams? Um, you know, I didn't. I, I told people. You know, so I, I never had a, a, a big group of friends, you know what I'm saying? But the people I did talk to, they were like, go do it. Go do it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my biggest supporter as far, as far as my family was my brother. My brother was my biggest supporter, man. Because my, my brother, you know, he like, man, like, Alabama be here. Now, my mom and dad, you know, mom and dad, they, like, they're, they're about safety. You know, you got, your, you got your degree. Hey, go get a job. Go do this, you know what I'm saying? Because... You know, you gotta stand. They looking through the they looking through the world from the eyes from the from the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, where a degree is everything. You know, what I'm saying like if you got a degree, you made it. You know, you can go live like you and and, and technically you can. Like let's be honest, you can. If you got a degree, you can get a, a nice salary and you can go live life. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, what I'm saying. But if I'm a, if I'm gonna do that, let me. I'm young. Let me try it. So so me and my parents, we we did kind of bump heads, but as once they realized that, oh, he ain't coming back, you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of like they had to eat that, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and at the end of the day, it paid off for me. But any child, if you're going to, if you're a child and you're going to go out the path your parent set for you, you have to be successful at it. That, that, that's a, for, for, for your parents to really respect you and like you don't need that from. Because it, because first thing they're gonna say if you if you if you saw the backslide is you should have listened to me. So that so anybody that's gonna go against the grain, go against your parents, or whatever, make sure you don't need them. Or when you call them, you you know what I'm saying you 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 you've been you've been handling your business. And you might like it's okay to need a little help. Like but needing a little help and then mom and dad come to save you is two different worlds. You know what I'm saying? So that so that's what I'm telling anybody. If you go out the path, make sure you, you got you handling your business. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So um with the pros and cons of being in the industry. I know you're in the modeling and uh acting industry. So what's the pros and cons? What the things you've seen? I mean the the the, the pros, first of all, it's it's the money. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it, it's good money in it, man. Like these, man, when I got, I'm from Alabama. So when I got up here, I'm like, man, y'all giving away money up here. Like, <laughs> oh, man, what? man it, it's, it's, and, and I'm, I'm getting like uh, peanuts. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just looking at the opportunities that she, I'm like, y'all, so like, I'm talking about just from the, the regular job. So like when I got up here, I was catering, you know what I'm saying? But, but catering up here pays $30 an hour. You know what I'm saying? So this this is back in 07, 08. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So coming from Alabama, making $14 an hour, $12 an hour to jump to 30. I'm like, whoa. So that was one aspect. That's just regular people doing regular jobs. But when you get when you get to modeling contracts and modeling kids, you can make anywhere from $100 to $10,000. And, and it's nothing. It's like, oh, yeah, you booked for that job. But to you, like, how much does they pay? But to them, to them, it's just another day at the office, you know. So, so the biggest pro is the money. The con is it don't come every day. Like, I might, I might book some in January, 
and might not book down again to August. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it depends on how hot you is. It depends on your connections, your look. You know what I'm saying? It's like like the industry is trendy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so whatever look is hot or whatever was ever moving, that's the look they're going for. So like when I came here, the Tyson Bear for like you was an in shape guy, the Tyson Bear for look uh, was in. So you was clean shaven, low haircut, in shape. That's the look that was getting the money. Well now, if you look at the industry now, you see a lot of natural puffy hairs. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of guys with the um just a natural curl to them where where literally five years ago everybody had low haircuts so you know what i'm saying so it's it's, it's the trend so natural hair is a trend right now so even myself i grew my hair out because that because i'm playing the game i gotta play the game you know what i'm saying so that's one of the pros one of the cons another pro is time like when you when you when you get paid good you got time to enjoy life you know what i'm saying like um like when people talk about money, they always say, "Oh, it's freedom! It's freedom!" I, it is freedom, but I don't. I don't look at it like that. I look at money allows you to be present, and when I mean by present, if you you're able to enjoy the day. Like I don't. I don't have to worry about oh, I gotta go get this money or did I pay this? Like like I don't have, like I know if if it is something for me to pay. I, so so whatever I'm doing right now, I don't care if I'm at the movie theater. I can just watch the movie. Whenever I leave, I leave. If I want to go here, I can just enjoy the day. Like, and it's not always like that, man. And coming from a financially struggle household, everything was about tomorrow. Like, man, how I'm gonna pay this bill or what I'm gonna do? Like, everything was money, 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 money. So when you finally get a little, you can you can just stop and take it in. And that was the most powerful thing for me, you know, being able to take it in. Yeah. And 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 we kind of see that. I think people are starting to realize that, too, because I, I know you've probably been hearing about the worker shortage, but it's really like people. I, I feel like during COVID, when people were kind of pushed to their limits and pushed out of jobs, like you said, they, they started doing something or got a hobby or something where or something they're good at or started a business where they could be more present and have more control of their time. And now they, they never want to go back to that life they, they were living before. <laughs> And I don't think companies really plan for that. So I think people are starting to realize how important that is. Yeah, I mean, it was it was truly an awakening, you know, so to speak. And uh, and I get it. Like I, I didn't feel like that because I I literally I I love my life. You know what I'm saying? So I was anxious to get back to work and and, and get back on set and and talk to people and I like 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 I missed it. You know what I'm saying? Working out. You know what I'm saying? So. I had I had carved out this life that I was excited to live. Like like I was excited to wake up. I never dread waking up. I never dreaded going to work. Like I I I, I, I to me I had I had made it. And I like to me this is what making it was was. Yeah. It was a lifestyle. It was it's a lifestyle. A, it, it it is man. Like 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 don't get me wrong. You you want to be a millionaire and all that stuff, right? I say, like, but. Think about it like this: What if you made, what if you made your salary right now, but you had all the time in the world though? And and, and when you walk out that door, you was going somewhere you wanted to go. Every time you walked out the door, you never walked out your door and didn't want to go where you was going. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 forget the 
Like I ain't saying forget the million. I'm just saying what, what you got now. You can replace that with the the the, the solidarity of of just knowing that what you're about to do, you wanted to do it, and they're gonna pay you for it. I don't think it's a better. I don't think it's a really a, a better feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> um, how hard was it booking your first gig? Like, what what was that process like? Man, it was the longest process because when I got up here, I realized that I wasn't ready. Like physically, I was in the best shape of my life. So the look wise. I was I was ready. I was in shape. I'm good, groomed, whatever, right? But professionally, like when it comes to my portfolio, my resume, my presentation, I wasn't ready. So I remember my first set of pictures. It was six pictures. It cost me a thousand dollars, and and I had I had never paid that much. When I last time I paid a thousand dollars, I had a car. I got a car when I paid a thousand dollars. So. So to pay that kind of money was mind blowing to me, but when I saw the pictures, I was like, "Oh man, this elite! Like, oh, this is another level of photography here." You know what I'm saying? So, and uh, I remember, um, I, I remember catering. Right? Well, this is not even about my first job. This is about my first representation. So the biggest agencies in New York was Wilhelmina and Ford. Ford, those are like the big agencies, the top agencies here. And I remember catering a um an event for Wilhelmina models and I was you know I'm serving these models and you know, Jerry Seinfeld is there LL Cool J is there Dale Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there I mean it was like star studded man and I'm serving them drinks man and and I remember like man one of these days you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be a guest here you know what I'm saying and um and I remember when I got these pictures done I was going to do a catering job and I had um I had recently booked a uh a show uh called I mean I don't know if you remember the Tyra Banks show. Tyra Banks had her own talk show. Mm-hmm. And uh those pictures, literally when I got those pictures, I submitted one of those pictures and I booked the Tyra Banks show. Wow. <laughs> right. That's crazy. I, it, and 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 then through the Tyra Banks show, I remember I was going to do a catering job, and I walked into Dunkin' Donuts to get a uh, just like a little snack or something before I went to to work. And this lady saw me and she said, "Do you have representation?" And she said, "Cause I know these people at Wilhelmina, and I think you'd be perfect for them." And that's how I got representation by Wilhelmina. And, and you know, so it, it all just fell in line. And 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 here's like the real like lesson that I took from because I sent one of me to my pictures right and um, they hit me back immediately like oh my god we love your pictures right so I was like so you know I'm, I'm super excited right I'm super excited so I walk up into the office right I'm so I'm so I'm in the Wilhelmina you gotta excuse me it's a lot of um, it's I'm in the Bronx it's hood so you know it's <laughs> no, it's it's good. You good. Good. So, so I walk up in the office. So you know, I'm walking around, I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this is Wilhelmina. You know, it's like, like this is the, this is what I wanted. This is a dream, right? And um, I walked in there and I showed her my pictures, right? But it was the same picture. It was the same six pictures that I had emailed them earlier. And it was like, that's like, is this is this all your pictures? 
I was like, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, these some thousand dollar pictures. Yeah, do I need more pictures? Like, what you mean? What you mean is this it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but what they told me was like, at your age, because I was 26 when I moved to New York. That's like, it's it's that's like at your age, we don't groom models. And I and I was like, ah, oh, you know, what I'm saying like that 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 hurt, you know, what I'm saying, but you know, it's it. it but I get it though. It's, it's a business investment. I get it. So, so what I did was I said, I said, and I literally said, I said, you know what? It's all good. I said, the fact that I'm standing here lets me know I'm on the right path. I I appreciate you seeing me. I was like, and hey man, y'all have a great day. And I walked out, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, cause, because that was a big moment for me. Cause I had, I had booked Tower Banks. I had walked up in the world. I'm winning. In my mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm on top of the world. So I remember I had turned my phone off because I didn't want it to, to, um, I didn't want it to ring, you know, while I was at the Wilhelmina and nothing like that because it would be unprofessional, you know. And literally, I, had, I was walking to the train and I turned my phone on and I had a voicemail and it was Wilhelmina. And that's like, man, that's like, you know what? God, we love your attitude. We want to sign you. And, yeah, and, and it was it was, a, it was a true representation of your attitude determines your altitude. Oh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And I, I you 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 hear about that, but when you out there in the real world, that's that's a that's a real statement. And and I learned it right there. So that was a great moment for me. And that's that's kind of my like my lead into how my career started. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Character is definitely important. Yeah. Oh yeah, man! I, I, like I, I'm be honest with you, like a lot, ninety percent of my jobs at this point are repeats, and people just like working with me. You know, once you establish those friendships and those relationships, people want to work with you. Mm, most definitely. So, uh, how do you balance? Uh, how do you balance at, uh, acting, modeling, and marriage as far as traveling and work life balance? Well, it, it's. It's a uh, it's not as bad as you think because one kind of like like every, all my money is in New York. Most of my money is in New York. So I, only time I had a really big traveling was I went to South Africa for like seven months, but that was a while back. But for for the most part, that don't happen for me. I can't speak for nobody else. For me in my career, most of my money is here. So my biggest thing is is I, I'm in a situation where I can enjoy everything like. One day I'm modeling, one day I might be active, one day I might be doing nothing. I say, like, but 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 let's say I have a whole day of modeling, right? Let's just say twelve hours day I'm tired. The next day I'm probably off. Me and my wife we go hang. We, me and my wife we go hang out and, and whatever. Cause at this point I'm I'm the sanctuary. You feel me? Like 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 I'm 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 the one with the free time. I'm the one that's living the dream. So so if my wife wanna go do this and do that, I'm I'm free because. I've set my life up to be available. That that was the goal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it it I cause I one thing, even though I lived in a financially struggling household, my dad had time. I, I remember like my dad never missed my my little league baseball games and my basketball. Like 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 he was able to be present. And uh and, and time was everything. So so it was very important to me that I was available. And when, as I became an adult, and that's and that's literally why I spent my all my twenties and thirties setting up, 
It's making yeah. sure that I can make my money and still be available. So I created the balance through uh, the through the process. Again, definitely. People remember the time uh, more than the money as they look back on memories. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's the real talk. Yeah. So um, uh, tell us, man, because, you know, I love power. You know what I mean? So, like, tell us, like, did you get a chance to meet uh, Ghost or Mari Hardwick or 50 Cent? Like, what was it like on set? I'm going to be honest with you. I met everybody. So. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so man. You got to tell, tell it all then. You got to tell it all. I met. So, so what happened was I was on and, and it, it was out of nowhere. It's really, it's truly a blessing. But I was on the most watched episode, right? Because coming off the, coming off the break, everybody thought they was going to show who shot Ghost. So everybody was waiting for that episode. So they thought it was going to be the next episode. Yeah. But in actuality, the next episode was Dre getting killed. That's the episode I was in. So because it was the episode that Dre got killed, the table read was everybody because, because, because it was his last episode, everybody wanted to come, say the goodbye. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to, Come say their goodbyes and stuff because they knew it was Dre last episode. So every so everybody showed up. So it was it was Fifty Amari, Tay, um, uh, the guy from Love Jones. Um, oh my God, Lorenz Tate. Yeah, Lorenz Tate was there. You know, everybody was there, right? And and this how I know Fifty is all about marketing because because the way he first of all. Dre, well, Ritimi, he was so appreciative of 50, uh, giving him the opportunity. And just Power in general, he was so appreciative because Power, he was like, Power changed his life, his financial life, his personal life, his music life, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he's he's somebody because of Power, you know what I'm saying? And and I, and I, feel, like, I feel like Dre truly was one of the few people who maximized his opportunity on Power. Cause he got number one, he got number one singles, albums. Like he, he, he used all his star power. So, so when he saw his appreciation, then that's when I saw Fifty stand up and 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 show his appreciation and, and and being able to be a part to uplift uplift this man. Like he was really proud that he was able to uplift this man, man. And I, and I saw that in his face. Like he was sincerely happy to see his success. You know what I'm saying? So when you see 50 like going at people, especially people who he uh, who's he who he support, like your Lloyd Banks and stuff, like when you see him going at him and Young Buck, he's he's brutally and insanely loyal. So so his loyalty, so when you cross him, you're like he's you're nothing to him. Like if you like like because because it because his loyalty, because he'll do, he'll, if you his partner, from what I'm seeing, he'll make sure you eat, man. But the problem comes in, people want to eat more. Like, 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 because 50, like, you, you eating better than when I met you, but people want to eat like 50. But you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna eat like 50. You know, 50 earned his spot. 
you know what I'm saying? So, so that, and so, 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 so when I was in there, and so when I finished the table read, you saw the true camaraderie, the love, everybody dapping each other up, man. You know, they getting, they making plans to go to dinner, you know what I'm saying? But Rotimi, he had to go to work, like, like, cause it was just like, there was this, he, it was his episode. So it was very dialogue heavy. And that, and that's when I saw his professionalism really come in because of the table read. Like, you know, after the table read, He's like, yeah, I don't think he really did a lot of hanging out because he knew that the next couple of weeks was in high demand for him. So, you know what I'm saying? But man, that was that was my experience with seeing a cast that's been together a lot of episodes coming together and you seeing like, oh, oh, they really close. They really like a family in here. So, you know, that was that was an awesome experience. And uh and for an actor, a new actor. Table reads are very important because you get to see professional million dollar actors mess up their lines, uh, mispronounce words, like because when you watch TV, you only see the finished piece. And so 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 you think when you come in the door, you got to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Nobody thinks Denzel messes up a line. Nobody thinks Will Smith messes up a line. You know what I'm saying? You think they just know the script and like and, and they might not. I was like, but Sometimes they, they, they miss words. They they you know what I'm saying they stumble. They they get spit in their mouth. Their mouth get dry. Like it's it's <laughs> you know what I'm saying you you need to see that you need to see that hey you're human. We're all humans here. We all human beings. But you know what I'm saying. But we're professional. We're not gonna let that stop us from moving forward. So that was so that that's my power story. You know. Man, that was a great story. I tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> So were they were were they the people you named were they like down to earth or you know man you I know, know you're a good actor so how did they how did that man interact? they I'm gonna be honest they, man they kids everybody kids man like like when you're making that kind of money man like you 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 lose not lose but like responsibility because most responsibilities are financial so when, when you're making that kind of like they was cool laughing joking like. But when they get on set, it's time to do work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But man, like, you know, like, because when, when I was on set, like, I only did, I did like, like three days or whatever. Everybody was mad cool. But like, you know, in, in my scene was a shootout scene. So, so like, everybody looked tough. But when that camera stopped, they laughing, they joking, you know, like, you know, I, I you know, I didn't fell over boxes and everything. They laughing at me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but my job when I, when I walked on set, you know, and I saw Timmy or Dre there, you know, I'm asking, hey man, where you trying to go? Like like my job is make sure you get to where you need to go, and and you look good as possible. It ain't about me because if Dre look good, I look good. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's what it's about for me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was man, it was a wonderful opportunity and. And, and I got hood famous for like a day or two. That was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> my, face, my Facebook blew up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, you need moments like that, man. Because it's moments like that. You hold on to it. And that keeps you motivated for your next gig. So I might not. I mean, I, I book stuff. But let's say I didn't book that for like COVID just hit. So yeah. that's that's so that's a whole so literally after I shot that after that air that next month COVID hit that that aired in February like late January early February and March the shutdown hit so 
So I had this this moment, this 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 visual moment on TV that I could hold on to for the whole pandemic. Like, oh man, when I come out of this pandemic, it's on. You know, I, I had that. A lot of people didn't though. Mm, yeah. yeah, because the year had just started, so that means the industry was just opening up after Christmas and stuff. A lot of people didn't get the film. A lot of people who might have just jumped into the industry or just decided to chase their dream and mid-dream got cut off. You know, what I'm saying I'm, this is 2019. I'm I'm 12 years in at that point. You know, I'm I'm straight. But it, everybody, it, you know, it, it, some people got a rude awakening. Like, hey, this can be taken from me like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, you know, I, I felt sorry for him because that, that was in my mind. I'm like, man, what if somebody had just left, what if I had just left Alabama in 2019 and this happened? Oh, that yeah. would be horrible. 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 You know what I'm saying? So that, you know, stuff like that come across my mind though. I, you know, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go sad. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep it. We're gonna keep the energy high. That's yeah. good. That's good that you hold on to your wins, though, man. Yeah. You gotta remind yourself of your W's. Oh, I think too many times people let it go before they before they have another W to grab. I, I think I think that's I think that's a big problem with society and just people out here trying to, especially if you're an entrepreneur. You you gotta hold on to your W's, man, because like when you first started out, you ain't winning like that. It's very it's very few people who winning like that where they can just let another W go like 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 I like like when I have a when I have a great day, like a great day, I hold on to my great days. Like I, I don't let I don't let go of my great day until I have a fantastic day. Like like literally I need equal value, like man. Oh, this day was good. This, oh, this was a good day. I could, you know, I could tuck this day away. I, this this new day I just had. Oh, I could I, let me hold on to that one. So, I I, I really I, I really make a conscious effort to to take my days um, personal. I take my days personal, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time, and this was some years back that I I saw you. Like like Larry said, I did when I saw you on Power. I was like, that's Brandon. <laughs> Uh, but the first time that <laughs> was during um El Varner's video. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. What you want? What you want to be or something like? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was her coming out single, her first single, yeah. man. And um, I, I didn't realize how much traction she had got because people were were screenshotting and sending to me like, "Is that you?" You know, what I'm saying and um. Uh, yeah, and that was and and that's an awesome feeling, man. You know, what I'm saying like, oh she, oh she really out there. You know, I'm really dealing with. Her. And then I saw J Cole come on set. You know, what I'm saying that's before J yeah, Cole. Oh, that song. Did you meet J Cole? Did you, I, just hold on. Did you meet J Cole? He loved J Cole. <laughs> I, you know what? I met J Cole. He was mad cool. You know, what I'm saying because I was sitting over there like, man, because because for me, I had been there 16 hours. J- we was waiting on J Cole to show up. For the show, you know what I'm saying? So he so you know he he chilling and stuff, man. And he you know he like, what up, what up? I like, man, you know, we hey, we waiting on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he he was cool, you know what I'm saying? But like don't get it twisted. He he understood his position. He understood that he was a star in the making too. So not and, and that's not to say he was anything rude or anything. I'm just saying he understood he was on the come up too. Like, you know, him and El Varner was kind of on the same up, upright. Uh, J. Cole had a little bit more uh, push behind him, but and that and that's why she got him as a feature. 
But, yeah. J, but J. Cole was nowhere near where he was right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think that Cold World put him on, like, took him to that. Was it Cold World? Was, he had the other mixtape. Uh, we sent him up. We sent on the roof, top of the roof. In the, in the oh, cover. No, oh for, Forest Hill Drive. That was Forest the Hill one Drive, yeah. that, that took him to that, that next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, since we're talking about people that you've met, um, what's your what's your favorite person that you've met along the way? Oh, man. Uh, um, I mean, you know what? It's, 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 it's nobody that, that really I was like, oh, wow, this this person cool or whatever, man. Like, like Terry Cruz, Cruz was cool. I met him. He was cool, real down to earth. But, you know, Terry, when he... Terry come in. He he was so big at that point. He was on everything. So he so so he came in and he knocked down his line. Like like when I saw Terry Cruz, I saw the, I saw the industry because he didn't get his script till he got on set. Like like on a car ride over, you know what I'm saying? Like so because he was doing this this wrestling promo. So I was like, oh oh, Terry just came for this money. He don't even know. The, he don't even know. The, he don't even know the script. <laughs> <laughs> But he, but Terry's so big, you you got to have patience with him because you know he got now he got um, Brooklyn Nine One One, he got movies he's doing, so you got to be patient with him. He got other obligations that his mind has focused on. So I was like, oh, that's what it is when you get to that level. Oh, you know, you ain't getting scripts, so you getting the dough, but your money already made. So they gonna shoot this thing until you get it right. Oh, okay, that's what's up. So and so, I learned that from Terry. Just watching Terry work and stuff, man. And I'm not saying he was unprofessional. I'm just saying, like, like they, you know, when 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 they want you, when they want your image, they'll put up with 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 you not knowing scripts and stuff like that because they understand you got other obligations. So that was a lesson learned right there. But but it was it that was probably the only one on one that I, I met somebody. That I was like, oh, she they they cool. They cool, but everybody else like, like people, everybody else like famous people I met because I've done like the Met Gala and stuff. So you know, I I've seen I've seen your George Clooney's, your Beyonces, your Rihanna, your your uh, Eli Mannings and and Tom Brady's and stuff like that. So I you know you see these people and you see them in a natural environment because they're around other celebrities, so they don't feel like they they can let their guard down. So you see people like oh oh he's silly. Oh, he really cool. Like you, you see people in their real personality. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool. That was cool though. Oh man, that's big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I remember seeing you on on a a reality TV. That's why I want to ask: Is it different? How different is it with reality TV as far as preparation um, than a scripted role? Man, um, okay, I did a reality show called Love Games, and 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 that was a spinoff of Bad Girls. Like Bad Girls Club had got big for a second there, like it was like it was like everywhere. So they did a spinoff where Bad Girls Need Love too. So they had this reality show called Love Games. So I was on Love Games season four. Now, for me, I can't speak for everybody else. I like like I told you before, I promised myself I would do everything I ever wanted to do. So I started seeing all these reality shows, and I'm sitting there like, man, I want to do a reality show. 
So I started applying for all these reality shows. Like I, I applied for like twelve reality shows. I didn't care what I was gonna do, right? I, I just like I just wanted to try it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm in New York. Like I know they casting here. Let's let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, and they picked me up. So when I got to set, and you see the really behind the scene, and like it's not that it like for me, I don't know how it is now, but it wasn't that it was scripted, but they definitely have a narrative. And they definitely have a point A and a point B they're trying to get to. So so they're trying to manipulate it. So we figure out, so they're trying to manipulate it where you guys get there yourselves. So so in that so the probably reality of it, I was probably just a pawn in the reality show because the bad girls are the the chess pieces. Because the show is really about them. So they're trying to manipulate the guys. To, to create the narrative. So so I promised myself if I ever do another reality show, I will be the star. Mm, yeah. So, so I did do another one. I did a second one. Okay. And it was called Times Up. And that was when me and my wife we did one together. And mm-hmm. this one this one was about couples that were trying to undergo long distance relationships. Mm. And it was right before I went to South Africa for seven months, mm. and uh, and I did that reality show because, to be honest with you, they paid for my ticket. They paid for my ticket to go to Africa. Oh, okay. And uh, and it was it was great experience, man. Like I I I'm actually running a, a promo for it on my Facebook now. You know what I'm saying? Like like I, I cut it up, and you know I'm just showcasing different personalities and different moments in my life because I, I like to share things with people you know this was about mm-hmm. yeah definitely oh that's all <laughs> so yeah, much interesting check it stuff out. to cover yeah we definitely have to check that out um i want to switch gears a tad bit so you know that they just made juneteenth a federal holiday mm-hmm. and i wanted to ask you know, since it is tomorrow, how important do you believe it is to have diverse representation for minorities, specifically African-Americans in the entertainment industry? Well, you know, representation is everything. Um, now that you like, like seeing a black actor, an excellent black actor is a norm now. What, what it is, is these different tiers now where like, like, like to me, to see your Tyler Perry's, mm-hmm. like even when I think about Tyler Perry compared to Oprah, like Oprah has her own network. That's on a different level, but Tyler Perry is the boss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Tyler Perry hires actors, and Tyler Perry puts his show on Oprah show on Oprah Network. Yeah, that's that's what's important to see. Mm-hmm. You never saw that because think about how many people was before Tyler Perry. Like you didn't see Spike Lee doing that with nobody. You don't see Denzel with his production company. Like, like you just see people doing their thing and making their money and going about their business. Mm-hmm. But for me, I have the like like Tyler Perry. Like people can say what they want about Tyler Perry, man. Tyler mm-hmm. Perry, and I'm say this. I say this with all my heart. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry allows black kids to dream. And this, and here's why I say that. In all my heart, I feel like I can be on a Tyler Perry movie. I feel like mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll have an opportunity to be casted for a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a walk into a 
a, a Scorsese film or a, or a John Woo film or, you know, like Spielberg. I don't feel like I'm going to have those opportunities until I get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. But as a kid who looking at TV and be like, man, I wish I could be on. I feel like Todd Perry allows kids who might not be in a position to, to up and move to New York, up and move to L.A., but a kid that's sitting in Alabama or sitting in Mississippi or sitting in Kentucky, an opportunity to have that moment. Mm-hmm. Be it small or big, I, to me, Tyler Perry, he, he created this, created this space. And I have the utmost respect for it, for that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That's empowering. That's dope, man. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to ask you this question right here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you mine first. But then I also want to know yours. Okay. What's, okay, the question is, what's your top five? What is your... What's the five best acting roles of all times? Your top five. Now, here, here goes my top five. Okay. Not in any order. I'm just okay. just listing five. I don't have no order. All right. But one is Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Okay. Okay. Uh, what love got to do with it? Angela Bassett. Okay. Uh, Denzel Washington. Training Day or Malcolm X for me. I know I'm cheating a little bit, but all right. Training Day or Malcolm X. Okay. Uh, Ray Jamie Foxx. Okay. And Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, Will Smith. It's something about that role where I feel like. Will Smith actually made you feel like he was broke. Because yeah. <laughs> when, when he went to the bank and they told him he had only what fourteen dollars left, I felt that. Nah, I felt that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So nah, those, those are mine. Those are mine. Not one I live off because I said I was going to do five, but this six is when Chris Tucker played Smokey on Friday because he elevated. A new way for the weed heads to, to play. <laughs> you gotta think about it. Like his elevation, it, it even has impact today. I if mean, you really think about it, no, that role. No, you that, know what? You're right. Like, you're yeah. right. I, I, you know, because when you watch that, you don't flinch. Like, like that's Smokey. That ain't Chris Tucker. You don't even flinch yeah. to yeah, think. Yeah, right. you don't yeah. So, so those, those are mine. I was wondering if you can. I know it's kind of hard to think of on the spot because I had time to think about mine. Right, right, right. If right. you, can, if you I, I mean, if you can, what is your top five best acting roles of all time to you? All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm not an emotional guy, right? Mm-hmm. So so when I watch a movie and, 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 and I can feel that, that tingle, you know, you like that tingle? Yeah. If, if somebody can do that to me, then... Um, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta give it up to you. Mm. So, so Malcolm X is yeah. my like, like I can't even look at a picture of Malcolm X and and like that ain't Malcolm X. Then that watch it like, like that's yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's so 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 that right there. But that didn't really that just touched me as far as his performance, like I didn't, I didn't get emotional, but like, but that was a great performance. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, John Coffey on Green Mile. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That touched me. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe that. um, 
Now you said Tom Hanks far as golf, and he has some moments, but I don't know if you've seen the terminal lately. I, Wait, this I, I, I haven't seen that one. You never seen the terminal? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah, I never seen that one. It's it's a scene in the terminal with Tom Hanks, man. Mm-hmm. Where where you know, cause in this movie he's from another country. Mm. And one of his fellow countrymen is having a panic attack there because he's trying to he's trying to get some medicine to his dying dad in Canada, and his plane mm. got and his plane got laid over in, in the U.S. and it was going to take his pills. Mm. And if, if mm. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to spoil the scene, but that's the setup for the scene. And they have the brain Tom makes him to talk to him because he's the only one that speaks the language. Oh wow! So the terminal man, that it's like that. I got um, you. Dude. Yeah, it's it's hard to get through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard, man. It's a great movie, but you you got to be patient with it though. Like, but that to get to that scene, it's it's it, it, it turn the whole move around. So that's one. Um, okay, I'm a movie watcher. I can get. I can get. Okay. Um. Um. Uh, you said pursuit of happiness. The yeah. When when he when he said. Uh, when he got when he accepted the job and he was sitting there, man, mm-hmm. and them tears in his eye, like 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 he didn't he didn't want to cry, man, and mm-hmm. like I get chills just pitching that in my head. Mm-hmm. And he and he walked out. He's like, "This is happiness, man." Yeah. That, that that was one of the most powerful scenes I ever seen Will Smith do. Man, yeah. it was when he put his hand up in the air. I mean, he was still trying to keep himself under control. Yeah, you know. Right, then and then the yeah. dude gave him back his ten dollars, but like, he he just made you a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you know uh, that was a powerful scene for me. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I I lost count. Let's see, that was uh, Malcolm X <laughs> Terminal, Green Mile, ha- Pursuit of Happiness. I got cool, one more. Cool. Yeah, I got one more. Um. That's a, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm 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 gonna have to go old school hood, and I think um, I think when Ricky got killed, I think Cuban Gooding. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, oh, man. Yeah. oh like, so, hold on, which one are you talking? You talking about uh, you talking Cuba, boys in the hood? Right? Yeah, I'm talking about Trey, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Role, when Trey, or? Yeah, when, yeah. No, when Trey, when Trey was holding Ricky. Ricky. Oh, okay. When he was not not yeah. not just saying screaming him, not just screaming his name, but when Trey was holding him, man, like mm-hmm. like like you like 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 man, what well, get he up, felt. you know what I'm saying? Like man, I felt yeah. that. And, and then when he walked into his dad's house with that gun, and then him mm-hmm. and him and um Lawrence Fitzbroy had that moment, mm-hmm. like that like that was a real dad son moment, man. Like 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 man, like 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 that scene going into that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, some yeah. most powerful black acting man. Like I don't, I don't think that people people joke about that Ricky scene, but everything after Ricky getting shot, the the like like the movie, yeah, the movie yeah. kind of went downhill. Like I, I mean, not downhill as far as the acting, but everybody started to die. Like that was the end yeah. of the movie. So, so Dope Boy died. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey them went to the schools and stuff. Like everybody, like like people, everybody got out the hood. Like if you died or you got the, like like that movie, the end of that movie was sad. 
Yeah, definitely. And you know, in some the traumatizing where they took his body back to his mama house. Right. And the mama he started immediately attacking his uh his oh boy. yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Because he thought he did it. And then you heard the baby crying, his uh his what his baby mama? Yeah. She was yeah, crying. She was, crying. was outside. Yeah, man, that was like crazy. You felt like that actually happened. Man, right? Like that, yeah. like, like, like man, like people. People don't. People always just talk about the shooting, but everything after that is powerful, dog. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was crazy, man. That was yeah. crazy. Lawrence Fishburne was good too. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. man he, he Lawrence, Lawrence don't get like now. I guess because he on Blackish, people forget how cool, <laughs> how cold of an actor he is. Oh yeah, because you talking about, I mean. What you got to do with happiness? All the Lawrence Fishburne, Ike Turner memes was, you know, like Ike made you believe he'll he'll beat oh, you. Yeah. Oh, he played that. <laughs> you wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. I, I did say what Lawrence got to do. Yeah, you, you did, did. right? I, I need to put him in there. Uh, I'm trying know, to tell you. People, yeah, that was good. people hated people hated Lawrence Fishburne for the longest because he played yeah. the role too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They thought he was like for real. For real, <laughs> abusive. <laughs> but you want to know somebody else who like kind of like level on that level where he made you hate them for real was um uh the Joe Jackson, the guy who played uh the Jackson what Five. Is his his name? I don't even know, but I actually think that he was. Yeah, he did that I, too. Yeah, I think he was strict father Bassett, to the day. You, you know that movie. Oh uh, yeah, back that movie, American uh, was yeah. American Dream or something. Yeah, yeah, he killed that mm-hmm. role. He killed the that dad role. that played Joe. I oh. can't remember what his name. He's been in a, some older movies too. Man, I feel like he should have got some more, some like yeah. more recognition, man. I mean, you know what? They did, they didn't blow it up like that though. Like 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 that, that almost like it went straight to the TV or something, right? Yeah, I think it did. That was the best one. It was like the best a, one. It wasn't a series, it was like a mini series, kind of. Yeah, it's like five hours long. Yeah. Since I, you know. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It was super long though. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it anything else that we didn't cover that that you want to mention? Um, I mean, you know what? Not that, not that, not that I know of. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, if, if anything, man, um. If, if anybody take anything from from my interview and us talking, man, like uh, create some memories. Like, well, if you if you if you if you've been thinking about chasing your dreams or trying different things, man, like don't. And this and this go. And I'm talking to people who are here handling a business, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't pay all your bills, raise all your kids, everybody living life and enjoy it, and you don't have experiences man you don't have those moments that you can clock time with like oh that's after I got back from Hawaii or that's after I got married or that's after I drove that number like 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 create these memories man because like that's when you look back at your life it's gonna be all highlights so mm-hmm. it's your so it's is you looking back at your life it's gonna be you doing stuff for other people or you doing stuff for yourself and creating memories that's how you gotta look back at your life yeah yeah, you know what definitely. I'm saying? So, so, so anything like it may take anything for me. Don't, don't leave this earth with a bunch of dreams and you'd have made all this money 
and you ain't never been to Africa. You made all this money, ain't never been to Hawaii. You made all this money, never had a new car. Made all this money, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never bought your your house that you wanted. You got you even worked all for all these hours. You never had a new chain. Whatever. It could be pet product shoes. It could be some petty stuff. It could be people don't even care about, but you care about it. Yeah. So, so, so have it. Have that moment. And that, that's yeah. that's my message to anybody out here who out here handling their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to make life worth it. Like if you're just working and working, but you're never seeing like the fruits of your labor, you just kind of mm-hmm. working yourself into the ground every day. Um, you know, I see it. I see it all the time, and it's and it's and it's not. It's never on purpose, man. But you know, you know, you know, financial burdens are so immediate. Like they in your face. You know what I'm saying? So trying to, but as soon as you climb out of that, it, it hits you every month. It's coming back. So by the time you finally pay this, pay this bill, pay that bill, school fees, uh, brakes need to be done, transmission slipping, like you start all over again. Yeah. You you have to personally carve time out for yourself, and don't don't play yourself. People be yeah. playing them. People people play themselves, man, and. And get old and be like, oh, I'm too old to do that. Like I know people, I know people who can sing, can sing, can sing like an angel, man. Never recorded a song. Mm. I'm like, mm. I'm like, I'm like, like what you doing with that time? But they can sing though. Oh man, I'm mm. too old to sing. Oh, these little kids, they don't want to hear that no more. Okay, so what? Do you want to hear yourself sing though? Do you want to hear? Exactly. Do you want to ride in the car and play your song? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'll be meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, man. I man, I, I did everything. I done made albums. I I, I don't care. Like I didn't. I do it whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, you, your 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 perspective make uh made me want to pour a glass and celebrate life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the way you talk, you make me want to propose a toast. Man, you should, man. I'm a real a one hundred, man. You should, man. It, like you married. You mm-hmm. like you 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 working? I saw your paintings, man. You talent. You 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 you're not. You don't just have talent. You're not afraid to showcase it, man. Like are you should. Like I was just like, mm-hmm, I, like what, what? Why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my question. Like, what of all people deserving to celebrate life? Is is it, is it something that you want to do that you ain't did? Mm. Man, I, I mean, there's plenty of things on my list that I still have yet to we do. We plan that I, to yeah, do them, though. Yeah, like, we, we plan to do them. We're in a good we place got, now, but like you said, mm-hmm. we still got, you still got we, time. We, we, we in the progress of, of executing it, like as we speak it. And this one of them, doing this podcast is one of them. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but not only are you doing it, but you got somebody next to each other that's just mm-hmm. excited about knocking these things down. Yeah, and that, 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 that's what a lot of people missing is that motivation. Like, man, let's do that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. as as simple as that is, somebody sitting right there, like, you want to do what? Hawaii? <laughs> it's, 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 literally, flights go there every day. We can go. Mm-hmm. But some people don't have that. Don't have that. Uh, that extra push. Like me, I didn't need no extra push. You know what I'm saying? But some people need that, and y'all got that. And yeah. each other, mm-hmm. you know that's big, yeah. man. People don't understand how big that is. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> man. 
Well, um, how can our listeners connect with you if they want to learn more about you? Man, so every you know, you know me as Brandon Evans and all that stuff, but you know, on, on social media, uh most of my stuff is on the brand new life. Mm-hmm. And uh brand new life is spelled B-R-A-N-N-U-E Life. And um and what and what, what it's really about, why I call myself brand new life is once you start knocking down goals and achieving goals and and, and and crushing them, right? Your perspective on life changes because mm-hmm. it, it goes from if I can do something to am I willing to do what it takes to do it? Because mm-hmm. one mindset is hopeful and the other mindset is uh, determined, meaning I know I can do it. Am I willing to do what it takes to do it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to get on here and be like, "Oh no, Ash, you call me brand new life," because like, you know you know me for years. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, but <laughs> but, but, when it, but if people want to, you know, interact with me on social media, that's what I'm under: brand new life, B R A N N U E space life. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always cracking jokes and having fun. But most of all. I show people my journey, like when I'm on set, when I'm at a photo shoot, when I'm in the studio, record music, like, like, like my, my brand is I'm a, I'm, I'm your homeboy. Like, let's see what brand you like doing. What he over there doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, he over there talking noise. Oh, he, he, oh, he in, he in Punta Cana. Oh, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I want people to look at my page, like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do, I want to go ATV driving. I want to go zip line and I want to record like like I want people to know through looking at my life like hey I ain't nobody mm. I was delivering pieces like like I I, I I tried it yeah you know what I'm saying so that that that's that's the energy I want to pass so my my brand is I'm a, I'm a professional life liver mm. you know what I'm saying and, and that's what I that's what I embrace so when people like. You know, is it acting? Is it is it music? Is this like man? I'm I'm what gives me my joy in the moment. Sometimes acting does it. Sometimes music does it. You know what I'm mm. saying? But it, but it, but every time it does it, I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that that's and that's how I move. You know, and, and and so brand new life is how you find me on social media and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I think your your story really showcases that that um, the possibilities are limitless. <laughs> I think that's the theme of of your story. Um, I, I hope so. I, I hope people feel like that. I hope people feel like like man. I know I can like it, it's like this. Like let's say you listen to one of my songs, and you might be like, man, I can sing better than him. <laughs> I I still inspire you to sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if somebody walked around talking about, man, I could like like when, when Superman was out with my soldier boy, somebody was like, Man, he he blew about that. I could do better than that. Soldier boy still inspired you. Mm-hmm. What, what did it say? Big, big soldier. Big, big soldier. Hey, hey man, hey. Y'all better give soldiers flowers. <laughs> he's gonna make you give him flowers. <laughs> man, hey, man, cause, cause, cause he don't be lying. People be trying to make him this liar. Soldiers yeah. don't be, man. Soldiers, the reason you, any artist 
selling music on the internet is because of Soldier Boy. Yeah, mm. that's very true. Any artist that's on true. earth. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, all that soldier boy, all soldier boy, soldier boy gave you the courage to do it <laughs> because you saw when he blew up, and I'm talking about blue up ringtones, downloads. Oh yeah, I'm ringtones. Man, ah, y'all keep on playing with soldier boy name. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all better act like y'all know. <laughs> But yeah, um, if you don't have anything else to add, that's um, we just want to thank you for coming on and yeah. um, oh. all the gems you dropped. Definitely, <laughs> man. I, I appreciate you you reaching out and and you want to hear my story and hear my perspective, man. I I, I thank you for the platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I was telling Larry, I was like, yeah, I think Brandon will be like mm-hmm. excellent. Like he probably, I mean, I I just know your story because, like I said, I've known you for very long time and I know the background of where you come from and I know you like sharing that um, to inspire other people we were watching something on Netflix what was we watching oh I know what we were watching <laughs> we was watching the Betty Broderick story the little Dirty John series I don't know oh, if you're yeah, familiar yeah. with it but, uh, I haven't um, seen that but but it's based on a true story Betty Broderick she, I mean if you google her it'll come up you know she ended up killing her husband um, but like one thing that I think started like a rift between them and their marriage is he basically they didn't have anything at first. Like they had kids, but they were like struggling. He was like in school to be a, a doctor at first, I think. And he yeah. ended up being a lawyer. He went to law school too. She was helping pay everything and everything while he was doing that. So she basically came up with him. And then when they, you know, came up and they were with a ritzy crowd and everything mm-hmm. like that she was still reflecting on when they didn't have anything. And I, and I told Larry, they, they were at like a, a dinner one, one time with his friends on a movie. And she was like, yeah, um, this is way different from when we were on food stamps or something. She said about food stamps and he snapped. <laughs> like he didn't want anyone to know where he had come from. I mean, I feel like that's when he began <laughs> hating her <laughs> like, because he didn't. And, and you know, I say that to say I'm glad that you know you can share where you come from, yeah. um, and in in order to inspire the people because you don't see that a lot. A lot yeah. of people don't want to give you the journey. Yeah, yeah. man. Cause you know what? Cause the 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 process ain't pretty. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and some people are ashamed of where they came from. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. because because society make you feel it. Like, even before social media. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. didn't want people to know you was on food stamps. You didn't want people that know that 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 you can, I I, I like I can wear a polo, so I had Ivory Crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I I, I, I can I can go to the polo store, so I went to Marshalls and and TJ Maxx and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We still had great stuff, but yeah. But you you know what I'm saying you don't want people to know that you got it from there. Like 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 I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But 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 you know, let's. Let's be honest. I'm I'm six two, two hundred pound. Like as a, I'm a kid, I, I can beat you up on like what you're saying. <laughs> a lot, of, a, a lot of kids don't have that though. A lot of kids yeah. are small. They're 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 easily manipulated. They're easily felt insecure. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 one thing my dad did installing me was a sense of pride. Like and you got what you got, and when you get more, you have that too. That's mm-hmm. the that's that's the process. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You, you, like if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and if, 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 if you got to be ashamed of what you got, life's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So, so, um, so a lot of people don't like to share that hardship. It, it cause like, like Larry said before, it's trauma. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trauma. Somebody being able to hold your reality over your head. Cause you, cause the truth is the truth. No matter, like, let's say somebody did call me broke, and I did beat him up, and I'm, I'm, I'm big, bad, tough guy, still broke. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, made you mad in the first place, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I might, I, I might feel better. Like, you won't call me that no more to my face, but I, I know you're thinking it. And, and his yeah. thing, I don't want to be broke. That's, yeah. that's where, that's, that's the real hurt when somebody say mm-hmm. something and it's true, and you don't want to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, cause I'm gonna keep it 100. Like, like one of the reasons I came for this, I came for this money. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't play like, like, oh, money ain't everything. Like, money affects everything I want to do. I want to travel. I want, I want to raise my kids. I want to have a great education. I want to, I, I don't have to worry about my car breaking down. I, don't, I want about my AC. I want, if my AC go out of my house, I want it fixed. Like, money mm-hmm. affects everything that I got going on. So I don't tell, Kids and adults don't worry about money. No, worry about money. Don't kill yourself over money. Don't die over money. I say, but understand what you're trying to do. You're gonna need money to do it. Don't play yourself. No, definitely. That's real. Yeah. Well, I know we can we can sit here and talk all night. My bad. No, we love every minute of it. Definitely some great. Um, input um but we do want to thank you for joining us and and um thank everybody for listening yeah, pe- any- yeah people definitely gonna be motivated by this i yeah. can tell you that off that yeah definitely man i hope so man if anybody got any questions i hope they reach out to me and uh and uh if you if you don't mind I, i'll uh email you my my social media link so if you want to post it or whatever but okay yeah but, yeah. but either way man uh i i hope somebody gets gets excited about life man and, and and try at least one thing on their bucket list this year at least one i'm not telling you not on the whole list you got the rest of your life to do that but one one a year you'll be you'll be amazed what you can do with not down one a year mm-hmm. so. definitely well hopefully somebody that's listening to this is encouraged to do that and um like I said, thanks for joining us today. Um, for future episodes, you can follow and subscribe to Gifted Autonomy on Apple and Spotify. And don't forget, you can purchase my second novel, Autoscopy, online at Barnes & Noble. And then finally, you can visit silverbrush.net to get some beautiful prints and original artwork from Larry here um, to add to the decor in your home or business. So until next time, we'll we'll be signing off. Thanks for joining us, Brandon. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. That was beautiful. I like how y'all represent each other. I love it. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, for having you, man. We appreciate you for having me. Uh, y'all have a good night. You too. Bye.